You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Hey, it's Teaching Tuesday. It is Teaching Tuesday, Kelly. We need to learn something here. The dude abides. It is time (laughs) to talk with Nancy Fitzgerald of Anchors Away, Biblical Worldview Ministry, and we're talking about what it means to abide in Christ. And, uh, you know, Nancy, this is a really, really interesting question because often this is something that we do not simply want to do. No, and it, and the whole word abide seems like such a heavy word, such a downer. And um, man, after doing some reading and realizing what it really is, it's it's such a it's it's such a wonderful concept that God gives us gives us this gift to be able to walk with Him in freedom, you know, and all the other great things that come with a real a real truth, a real trust in in Jesus. And, you know, <clears throat> we talk about salvation. We talk about repentance that, that I know Jim's going to talk about later that comes through salvation and, and this whole idea of God allowing us to be saved from the penalty of our sin through Christ is, is such a gift. And, and this whole idea of Jesus dying and raising again to save us from that penalty of sin. And then we become children of God. And this is really the beautiful part of the gospel, I think. At the moment, we believe the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, comes into us to teach us how to live, how to live in newness of life with our relationship with God. Imagine having a relationship with <clears throat> the Savior of the world the creator of the universe, and here is God who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And when we believe in him, he does become our way. He becomes our truth and becomes our life. Um, This whole thing about religiosity and all this flies out the window when we realize that uh, having Hanging out with in Christ, this abiding, this never being alone, is is the greatest gift that God gives us. We're not alone because of the Spirit He gave us, and we see in First John four thirteen. By this we know we are that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us His Spirit. We have God Himself living in us. The question is, what do we do with that? Um, John 15, 1 through 5, just makes it so clear to us what we are to do, what it means to abide. And he talks in metaphors, of course. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Huh. Every branch that does bear root, he prunes, that it may bear fruit more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. Listen to that. Abide in me. Be with me. Uh, Walk with me. Converse with me, he's saying. And then he says, it's just not 
you and me. I'm in you, this beautiful picture of God who never leaves us alone, who pursues us. And then he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And that is really the key. Oh my goodness, this word abide sounds so good. But now scripture is telling us, Christ is telling us through the scriptures, you can do nothing of anything that's good, anything that is permanent without me. Uh, to b- abide means to continue to remain in this sense in Christ. And when a person is saved, they are described as being in Christ, which means they are held permanently in a relationship with Jesus that will continue to grow throughout eternity. I just I just love it. And in this idea of John 10, 28, 29, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. The security we have in this word abide is just blows the lid off of expectations of most of us of, of what it means mm-hmm. to be a follower of Christ. Hey, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Nancy Fitzgerald of the Biblical Worldview Ministry, Anchors Away in Carmel, and uh, we're talking about abiding in Christ. And Nancy, now that we know what it means to abide in Christ, who can abide in Christ. I mean, I think we make the mistake sometimes when we, we look at our leadership in church and we see them as people who have arrived. They've reached some point that seems unattainable to us because they're in leadership, but that's not the case. And I, I'm afraid that we might look at that as, you know, in, in terms of abiding in Christ, is that only for people that we might see who've attained what we see as arrival? Yeah, you know, and those that's kind of a big word. It, it and again, talking about trying to be religious or whatever. Oh, I abide in Jesus. I, I, I don't think that's anything you even talk about. You just do. You either are or you're not. And it, 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 it's not some supernatural experience for, for only the few religious ones, you know. Instead, it's, listen, it is the position of all believers. And notice the all true believers abide in Jesus. And this is the key point, I think. We just have to come to grips. I'm not much of of this idea, well, just say this prayer and you're a believer. I, I don't see that in Scripture. Scripture is very clear of what it means to, to be a believer. To claim to be a Christ follower and not abide in Jesus Christ is impossible. Such a person is lost. God doesn't want Facebook friends who check in. He wants to live in us, in I, in him. We see this in in 1 John 1, 5 through 7. And this is the message we've heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light. And in him, there's no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, While we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus, 
uh, his son cleanses us, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I love this verse here. Because what we're saying is, look, to abide in him means you have to be sinless. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. What it means is the Holy Spirit lives in us. And when we all sin and when we confess our sins as we abide in him, he forgives us and starts fresh. Um, You know, we 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 can like erase the board and continue going. That's what this abiding thing is all about. It's not being sin- sinless. No. It's being so close to God that he reminds us, you know, of where we are, what we need to do. Hello, repent. What is it that makes abiding in Christ such a key biblical concept for us as Christians? Why is this so important? Well, it's impo- it's so important, but it's so significant in understanding who we are and what our position is with God because... Uh, uh, To abide in Christ significantly changes how a Christian experiences life. You know, instead of being drug around, you know, I have this vision in my mind when I was a first believer, drug around in a chain by Christ. It's not it at all. It it is that beautiful, beautiful peace of of God that, that to live in the brokenness of this world. God says, I'm not going to leave you alone. And knowing that we are not alone because we are connected to the one who died for us and never will leave us gives us great joy and gives us peace in the midst of our worst difficult situations. What I really enjoy about scripture, I mentioned it earlier about the metaphors, uh, that help us understand the love that the Father has for us. And I just want to key on a few verses from Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is on the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so. They are like chaff that the wind drives away. And this is not talking about prosperity teaching. This is, he prospers. He's at peace. He's living life to the full. And, and then, of course, that beautiful metaphor uh, on, on, in Psalm 23 that it just melts your heart when you read the beauty of God as he abides in us, as we abide in him, how he leads us. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no uh, evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell 
in the house of the Lord forever. Wow, there it is. A beautiful picture of what it means to abide. It's God leading us in the way that he wants us to go. And I think we need to understand that living life and the comforting presence of our Savior is must be the reality of every believer. This is not, well, I could do it or not do it. This is just what it means if you're a true believer. The abiding in Christ relationship is not an extraordinary level attained after a certain amount of time of walking with God. It happens when you become a believer. We begin to hear that little voice when we mess up and says, you need to repent, or that's not what I intended for you. It's not the result of a special blessing, a reward of good deeds that God gives us this. It is the living relationship that we have when we have totally trusted Christ with our every day. And it is what God intended us to have with him before the beginning of time. This is what it means to be in a relationship with God. The freedom to live, the freedom to follow, and the freedom to mess up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is this is the thing, because we do stray. Do you struggle with that, anybody? Uh, you know, from our <laughs> dependence on God. And so often that happens where we find people doing good things, you know, try to bear fruit on our own in hopes of, making God happy or growing a church or some event, saving people, you know, but I'm telling you, cause I'm pretty good at that. I'm running ahead. It, nothing effective comes out of that. And we're not given the option of doing life alone and running ahead because every day, every moment, every nanosecond matters to God. And we are responsible for living out our lives, not in perfection but with love and kindness uh, that can only come through the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I think we all all have learned uh, that life does not, cannot work with our own cleverness, Mm-mm. our own way of thinking stuff out. Uh, it just doesn't, but only through the power and the grace of God. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ, who gives me strength. If our identity is in Christ um, and we are not abiding, our identity is not in Christ. It should be. Because this is the key point that God is making. If you're men me, you will love me, you will obey me. You know, there's so much scripture in this. But I think Galatians 2.20 um, sums it up so beautifully, what we're talking about. I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. This is the beauty. This is the blessing of God's call to us to abide in him. It's amazing to me, our side of things, our side of the relationship. He's cared for everything. He's really made it easy in that if we just obey, you know, if we just obey, it's fine. If we're 
patient and we abide in him, we're willing to wait on what he's doing. You know, you talked about running ahead, Nancy. I do the same thing, fall on my face every single time. <laughs> I know better, and I get so aggravated with myself sometimes because that's just a tendency that I seem to have, and it's one that I have to repent for on a regular basis because, yes, God, I know you had a plan, and I, I think I might have thought mine was better and more expedient. So <laughs> I took off running, and I really messed it up again, and he's worth waiting on. You know, and it is very, very interesting because the the challenge for us as humans is that God has a design, right? God created us. He created all things around us. He has put into uh, all of his creation a specific design for the way things are to be. And we just have a problem with going along with that plan. We want to create our own plan. We want to be our own Lord, we want to be our own savior of our life. That seems to be the sin inside of us, and we have to overcome that and abide in the truth. Mm -hmm. We need to obey what the Lord has put forth, and that's just not our behavior. It's agreement with all things biblical. And if you want to find out more about all things biblical (laughs) and the worldview that goes along with that for the Christian And, you know, this is the greatest part about, I think, what your ministry does, Nancy, is to draw a comparison of the Christian worldview versus all of the things of the world. When we look at all the different theistic theistic ideas that are out there and the worldviews, you know, whether it's humanist or pantheist, there's all of this that we deal with in the world, and we have to stand firm, Mm -hmm. and we need to know who we are and what that worldview is in order to represent Christ well. And I want to encourage everybody to go check it out at anchorsaway.org. You can also find the information at kellyandsteve.org under the resources tab, simple to do. Nancy, thank you so much for this week's installment. Well, thank you. I enjoy these installments. And, and yeah, really, I, I, I just... I'm so grateful you guys are doing this because it just is so helpful to get these little nuggets and, and it's helpful for me too. And I know you're going to be talking about repentance and these two go, go hand in hand together. So great show today. And I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of it. You're listening to mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody radio from the word to life.